Well, hello. I have been wanting to start this for a while now. I am not sure what this will turn into, but it has it has been on my heart for a few years now. I've been wanting to do something like this for a while. This podcast mission is to take in current events and current issues and look at it through a biblical worldview. I am not the only one who is doing this. I am nowhere near the first to do this. I am nowhere near the last to do a podcast like this. So why do it then? I find many people make uh, noble attempts for their uh, causes, for whatever their causes are, uh, uh, social justice, social fighting attempts. uh, uh, You guys have been seeing it in the news for a while. Whatever the issue might be, or I should use the word topic, not issue, um, just because somebody might have a a position on a topic doesn't necessarily mean it's an issue, but uh, whatever that uh, topic that person is, um, whether they lean on it or lean away, that's going to that's gonna create a bias. Uh, it causes a bias reaction first rather than seek the scriptures to see what the scriptures have to say. Uh, so if they lean towards a certain ideology, uh, they're going to, they're going to look at something through that lens versus what the Bible has to say about uh, that given topic. So while I am not doing anything new or riveting, and while I am not anyone famous, I am starting this podcast to be another voice in this wilderness that we live in. My name is Brandon. I am pastor of Ramsey Baptist Church just outside of Montrose, South Dakota. This is the Things Above podcast. Hello, hello, hello to all who may be listening. This is the first episode, the first episode of the Things Above podcast. I opened up with a little introduction. I wanted that introduction to kind of explain the mission of this podcast. So if no one's interested, they could just kind of shut us off right away. Uh, but that's kind of the mission of the podcast and the opening. The, the next openings will sound a little bit different. Today, I want to discuss something that has been circling around the news. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, ABC, Newsweek, Time Magazine have all covered or mentioned this story that I'm about to talk about. And the story I'm referring to is of Pope Francis and his alleged conversation with a gay man. Here's a story from CBS News. Quote, The Pope invited Cruz and other victims of a Chilean predator priest to discuss their cases last month. Cruz said he told Francis how Chile's bishop used his sexual orientation as a weapon to try to discredit him and of the pain the personal attacks had caused him. He said, this is a quote that, uh, that Juan says, he said, Look, Juan Carlos, the Pope loves you this way, God made you like this, and he loves you. The uh, Cruz told the Associated Press. Uh, The Vatican declined to confirm or deny the remarks in keeping with its policy not to comment on the Pope's private conversations. The comments first uh, were reported by Spain's El Pais newspaper. End of the article quote. And that is the story, folks. 
that is the story as told by one man. The Pope has not said anything yet on this conversation. The Vatican has not confirmed uh, nor or deny these events or this conversation. The bottom line is we do not actually know if the Pope has said this or if he had not said this. Now, the first thing to remember, folks, when taking in current news with a biblical worldview is that we cannot assume or add to anything. We do not know for sure if the Pope said this. There may be someone listening thinking, yeah, but he hasn't denied it. Or I believe he would do that. Okay, but unless the man comes out and says, yeah, I said that to him. Any and all villains are assumptions and it is a false witness report. We are not called to be false witnesses or to bear false witness. Uh, look to Exodus 20, verse 16, if you need the scripture text. Also, Jesus affirmed that in Matthew 19, verse 18. So regardless of your feelings on the man or on the Catholic Church, do not become a false witness. There are plenty of facts that we can verify Pope Francis has done that is contrary to the scriptures. We do not have to bear false witness to discredit the man. Uh, we do not have to make up lies or uh, continue to perpetrate, perpetrate lies to discredit the man. And some of you already know this. So we don't know if the man actually said what Juan Carlos claims. I have no reason to doubt his claim. And the fact that there has really been no denial leads me to believe that it was said. But I and we just do not know. But the fact that Juan did bring this up has created a conversation and one that I want to chime in on. Specifically, a conversation that took place on the Fox News Network. Lauren Green is the chief religion correspondent for Fox News. She has a segment called Spirited Debate. It is a kind of play on words. It is a segment of religious matters, and it could mean a spirited debate. Um, it could uh, mean uh, um, uh, spiritual things as well. It's a, it's a play on words. When discussing what Pope Francis allegedly said, she brought on two guests to comment. Dr. Robert Royal, editor of The Catholic Thing, and Christopher Hale, former President Obama faith staffer. Dr. Robert Royal argued that the Pope could not have said it the way the media is portraying it. It is clearly against Catholic doctrine, therefore the Pope was being more pastoral in his approach and not dogmatic. Dr. Royal did affirm that God and the Pope love homosexuals. They do not affirm the act itself is okay. Then we have Christopher Hale, who agreed with Dr. Royal in that the Catholic Church doctrine does not affirm the actions of homosexuality. He goes on to say, but, quote, there should be no discrimination towards the LGBT community. And he went on to say that, quote, when God sees a gay person, God sees goodness, end quote. He also argued in that discussion that we are born with our sexual identity. Is this what the scriptures teach us? Is this what God's word has to say to us? The short answer is no. I want to share a story with you all. And the version I'm giving you is kind of the long story short version. 
Years ago in a ministry I was involved with, one of the church members, well, uh, he, he, was, he was actually a paid staff member. He was living a secret homosexual life. Uh, he just one day did not show up for work, left a note for both uh, the ministry and his wife of 30 years. Uh, he just left them with a note and then disappeared. And over time, and we're talking about a short amount of time, but over time, the secret life came to light. This man's poor wife, as you can imagine, was struggling. Uh, she was struggling financially. She was struggling emotionally, just all around struggle. She finally was uh, in contact with her husband, who was um, beginning to keep contact via email. His wife pleaded with him to end his destructive behavior. She said to him, you know how God feels about what you are doing. You know the truth. Of course, the LGBT community loves to point to the fact that Leviticus is the Old Testament and not the New, an argument which frankly does not hold water. But what about Romans 1? Well, the, man, the man's wife brought Romans 1 into the conversation, and his response shined a light on what many within the LGBT community teach on Romans 1. I am, of course, referring to Romans 1, uh, chapter, or Romans chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. It says, For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions, for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. What this former staff member believes and what others in the LGBT community believe is that Romans 1 is in the context of idol worship or pagan worship. They argued uh, that it is not in the context of love. While it is true that it is in the context of idol worship, I am going to su suggest that the context is turning their sin into an idol, uh, that they, uh, th their sin handed them over into idol worship. And isn't that what we are seeing with this post-sexual revolution generation? It is no longer the sexual revolution. It is a, it is a sexual depravity um, during our time. The revolution is over. We are in full-blown sexual chaos in our culture. This is something people have turned into an idol. The common understanding among teens and young adults is that you have to have sexual relations before marriage to see if you're even compatible with each other for marriage. The gift that comes after marriage is turned into an idol and it is now the test for your marriage when you're supposed to have it for after marriage. The almighty sexual depravity determines your future and future spouse. As bad as that is and how big they have made that idol, it does not compare to the image that the LGBT community has made. But let's circle this back to the comments made on Lauren Green's spirited debate segment. Clearly, Romans 1 has something to say about uh, what we call the LGBT community. But what about Chris's comments that when God looks at an LGBT person, he sees goodness. Before I address that, I want, I first want to address his remarks that we do not discriminate against the LGBT community. I agree, because what I'm about to communicate from the pages of Scripture applies to everyone. This is Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through 18. There is none righteous, not even one. 
There is none who understand. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. Their throat is an open grave, and their their tongues they keep deceiving. With their tongues they keep deceiving. I apologize. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths, and the path of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. What Paul discusses in the first three chapters of Romans is enough to pronounce all of us guilty. So no, we do not discriminate. So why does it seem like there is discrimination? It could be because this has been turned into a political issue, rather a biblical issue or even a moral issue. Nobody sees sexual depravity as, according to the scriptures, as immoral. It's a political stance. Another reason is because some people out there actually do discriminate. They see those in the LGBT community as worse than those who commit heterosexual sins. This is a grave mistake and has greatly hurt the image of the church. The bottom line is no one is good. All are guilty before God. This means not only has some within the Catholic Church caved into the uh, LGBT idol, but in return have created a false god and also worshiped that idol, uh, which is something they've been doing for a while. This is not only true of some Catholics, it is also true of some Protestants. It is essential for the church to let people know that they are sinners before our holy God. Not only are they guilty of sinful actions, but of a sinful condition. Everyone is born in Adam. This is why we all fall short. Discrimination? No. But a call to repentance? Yes. We are a people in desperate need of forgiveness. God is eager to forgive and faithful to forgive. Therefore, uh, there, there is forgiveness for you too, LGBT community. Maybe somebody out there has firsthand experience of this. Maybe there is a former practicing homosexual out there who is now a redeemed, uh, uh, faithful, um, a, a faithful member of the body of Christ. My words on this episode may not be a convincing argument for those in the LGBT community, but the question is not whether you agree or disagree. The question is, is this truth or not? And I have wrestled with that question in my own past regarding my own sins. Is it true that there is a holy God who is righteous and will bring judgment against me for my sins, or is it not? And if that is true, that there is a righteous judge, is it true that he offers forgiveness through his son, Jesus Christ? The question is not whether or not you agree or disagree. The question is, is this truth? Only you can have that wrestle in your own path. This has been The Things Above.
music provided by purpleplanet.com.